So does your career energize you with life or does it drain you? Recent Gallup polls show that a whopping 70% of us feel disengaged in the workplace. There's just gotta be a better way. Welcome to our authentic careers where it is my job to uncover the ideas and strategies that can help you become better aligned with your career. I'm your host, Gert Sabar, and I interview people like you and me about the twists and turns in their career paths so that we can all achieve greater clarity, meaning, and fulfillment in ours. So what I think makes this week's conversation particularly eye-opening is that my guest and colleague, Jamie Schwartz-Cohen, quite neatly puts on display for us the various aspects of her life that literally got her to where she is today. So what do I mean by that? Well, let's start with where she's at today. Recently, Jamie was named to PR Week's 40 Under 40 list and today serves as the Ketchum Communication Agency's Director of Nutrition. No small feat by any stretch of the imagination. But when you look behind the curtain, Jamie's rapid rise becomes a little bit less mysterious. Behind the curtain, you'll hear Jamie shed some light about what it's like to grow up in a family business and how her desire to not be a part of it really propelled her forward. Relatedly, you'll hear how her views on job security made a corporate environment like Ketchum the ideal one for her, and you'll also hear how her natural love of networking and her natural role as a resource got her from one place to the next and to the next, all while pursuing her very clear passion of nutrition. Really, really a great case study in how we actually get to be where we are. So in her own words, I present you my conversation with Jamie Schwartz-Cohen. So firstly, Jamie, thank you for, um, for agreeing to share your, uh, your journey. Perfect. So the first question for you is, do you ever think about the concept of purpose or mission or what it is I'm doing here on this planet? Um, yeah, I, I guess I do. Um, you know, with, with wearing both hats, it's, yes, I work in PR, but for me, I'm a nutrition educator first. So my background is I'm a registered dietitian. Um, I kind of came into PR um, just through networking and kind of learn PR as I was going along. But for me, I think my mission um, is to help people eat better and make better choices. And so I'm able to, to marry the, the two, which is, which is great and really rewarding. And I feel like I'm able to make a, a bigger impact um, in working with health relations. And for the benefit of the listeners, what can you tell us what it is that you do today? I help translate nutrition science in a way that is understandable um, to the consumer, and I help break down barriers between brands and gatekeepers of public opinion about food and nutrition. So a lot of the work that I do is working with other dietitians and doctors and nurses and kind of providing them with the science behind my client's new product or um, new initiative. You know, if you think back to Jamie and childhood, did you always know that you wanted to be a nutritionist, registered dietitian, in PR? Not back then. I think I just had so many interests. I was just interested in, I was in, in dance and a cheerleader, and yeah. I loved to write, and I loved science. And so um, looking back, I think I always just liked, you know, merging um, health and activity, I, that was just something I was always, an air, moment to like spend time with my mother, we would go to spin class together, or we would go for walks, and just, yeah. uh, 
you know, a healthy, a healthy lifestyle was just always something that um, was just important to me. And the more I realized about the link between health and nutrition, I think that's probably what sparked my interest. Thinking back, do you have a concept of what was that first thing um, that you ever thought you wanted to be when you grew up? Um, I think it always changed from year to year, but I think the moment that I realized that nutrition was the route that I wanted to take was my second semester freshman year in college. Um, first semester, I was a biology major. I was pre-med, and it was just so much science. I love science, but it was way too much. <laughs> right. I took a step back, and I'm like, okay, let me just take classes with my friends this semester. Um, and so I took a, um, a, I randomly took a one-credit nutrition class, um, and it was I, I remember this. It was the first day, and the professor came in, and she was talking about carbs and protein and fat, and how she always makes time to have a Snickers bar during her day because she is able to find balance that way. And I was like, oh my god, this is the perfect blend of everything that I love, um, and it, you know, it's so tangible, and, it, and it's just it's just fun. So, um, so that that was really what what sparked my interest in um, nutrition as a as a career. Got it. And so let me ask this from one other angle. Are you today in your career where you thought you would be when you were younger? Um, I mean, I think hmm, when I was younger, I mean, I think my entire family is in the shoe business. So all I knew growing up was shoes. And I, I love shoes now, but there was a time that like I couldn't go near a shoe store because that's all we ever did as a family is, you know, we would go to, to shoe stores. So, right. um, so I always kind of knew that I wanted to not necessarily work in shoes, but um, I knew I wanted to find something that I was super passionate about. Um, and um, so where I am now, I, I guess in, in that sense, yes, I, I, I kind of found my, my calling. And so your entire family was in the shoe business. So as you're kind of starting to make your way to this non-shoe reality, what kind of impact would you say that, for example, your parents had on your career and career decision-making processes? Everybody was always so supportive, and they always loved. I mean, my grandparents used to like hang all of my um, school papers in their store. You know, they 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 were. It was always that support. Everybody was always so so proud um, of the work that I was doing. Um, yep. My grandmother still has a drawer full of like all of my accomplishments that she, you know, I never, I published in an article or, you know, whenever there's something to share, she, I, I said it to her, she still loves to read and loves to collect everything. So, yep. so yeah, I always just had that, that support from, from family. Got it. And so when you're, um, you said this idea of becoming a nutritionist became clear in college. Um, what did you, what did you study in school? So my undergrad was in nutrition. Okay. And then my master's was in nutrition, and then I did the dietetic internship program, which is what allows you to become a registered dietitian. So it's basically like a residency in nutrition where there's different rotations in different settings in a hospital and a community center um, throughout the course of a year. So, um, so yeah, seven, seven years in, in school to, to become a registered dietitian. When you're in high school, at what point do you realize that's the path you're wanting to go to apply to that? to apply to colleges for that reason? When I applied to colleges, I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do. I think um, I applied as a science major, and yeah. so I, I applied to, I think I only applied to seven schools. I wasn't really sure what kind of school I wanted to go to. I 
applied to one yep. state school, one big city school, one like one campus school, and so kind of narrowing it down, I, I chose Penn State. Um, and actually, I kind of lucked out because I didn't choose Penn State for the nutrition program. But then once I got there, I then realized how well known they are for nutrition, and I had the top instructors in the field in nutrition. So from that sense, I I kind of lucked out. You go to Penn State, you study this, um, you get your master's there as well? I got my master's at Rutgers. After Penn State, I moved back home and I did the dietetic internship. And then I initially was going to go to um, a program at Tufts, which was focused on nutrition communications. And then I decided at the last minute that I didn't want to move to Austin. Um, and so I didn't know what I was going to do. Um, I started working at the same hospital where I'd done some of my dietetic and nutrition rotations, um, and I was in full force networking, and was coincidentally connected with a woman in St. Louis um, who was had just been at a conference with a colleague in uh, from New Jersey at Rutgers who was looking for a graduate assistant. So this woman in St. Louis connected me to a professor at Rutgers, uh-huh. and then that's how I then ended up going to Rutgers, and it was such a perfect pairing because my professor at Rutgers that I worked with, we had the same research interests, um, and I, we were just such a great pairing, and so I didn't necessarily get my master's in communications, in nutrition communications, but working with her, I was able to to kind of get um, my feet wet in that, in that area, and we did some really cool research um, looking at um, portion distortion, people's yep. perceptions of portion sizes now versus 20 years ago, and the study that we ended up replicating was a study that had been done at Penn State um, about 20 years ago. So it just kind of all came full circle. So it was, it was meant to be. Got it. What's the first job out of college or out of graduate program? So the first job out of my graduate program, so I worked at Atkins Nutritionals. So it was the height of the low-carb craze. This was the, the product company, not the diet. So at that time, they were the only low-carb bar out there. Um, so it was an interesting time, um, and for me, it was my first time working at you know at a company and kind of learning the dynamics. And um, I was the only dietitian there, and it was also kind of controversial for me as a dietitian because I didn't want to necessarily be known as the Atkins dietitian. I was there to kind of be the, the middleman between all of the different departments and reviewing all of the the claims that they were making to make sure that they were rooted in science. I had managed a research database of all of the research supporting low carbohydrate nutrition. Um, so I was there for about a year and a half, and it was, it was definitely a, an interesting experience and one that kind of gave me a, a taste of how um, food companies work and how communications works. And I just kind of saw the, the dynamics and the interaction between all the, the different departments, whether it be marketing, new product development, um, communications. So a good first kind of crash course. Yeah. How are you feeling about the path that you're on? Is there any part of you at that point that's questioning at all uh, where you are in your journey? No, I, I don't think I was questioning it. I think for me, like I just wanted to like suck everything I could out of it because um, I knew it. I think at the time it, I did realize that it was a unique experience to, to like so early on to be in-house at a food company, um, especially a small one. There was only about 120 people at the New York office. So I um, definitely tried to learn as much as I could because so much was foreign to me. Like I had never been even at an, a job where 
I had, you know, I had to learn how to like answer the phone professionally and like how to like manage my email. And even like, I remember I didn't even, I didn't know how to use the the function in Outlook where you could check calendars to schedule a meeting. So like little things like that, that I was just so, so green. And so I was able to kind of use that experience, kind of just learn how, how to function in that type of environment in that type of role. Yeah. And I was definitely the youngest one, like at the company by like, like probably there was only like probably like a handful of us in like our like early to mid twenties at the time. So, um, so yeah, there was a lot, a lot to be learned and a lot of people to learn from. Got it. So, um, how long do you, how long do you stay there? I was there for a year and a half. Um, it was, it was, I say it was an interesting time to be there because, because they were the first low carb bar on the market. There were other companies that kind of came out with their own version of, um, a lower coverage bar and so the company itself wasn't necessarily expecting all that competition and so the time that I was there I actually survived six rounds of layoffs uh-huh. um, so that was interesting to kind of see the, the changes in in a company um, and um, yeah I, I survived all six rounds I think because I was because I was the youngest and probably the most affordable right. um, I you know continued to to support many of the, the teams there. And then I was always still networking and meeting people. And um, I was at a conference probably in like 2003, 2004. So this was around the time that I started at Atkins when I met two dietitians that worked at Ketchum. Yep. So I actually met them separately. One I met at a networking reception, the other I met at the airport. Um, and so I enjoyed both conversations and really, I hadn't really gotten a deep dive on the role of a dietitian at a PR agency. So it was great to just talk to them and connect with them and shared my resume. Um, and then that was the start of when I came to catch them for exploratory interviews. Yeah. So all throughout my time in Atkins, I think I was also in touch with Ketchum and over that course of a year and a half, you know, they were bringing me in and meeting with people. They didn't necessarily the right role for me, um, but I kept in touch. And then when I left, Atkins, there still wasn't the right role for me, um, so I went to Kraft Foods. So um, that was I was there for about six months in between Atkins and then when Ketchum called. Just as a side note here, what is seeing as part of your first job? You're seeing all these layoffs happen. What does that do to your sort of psyche? You know, I was just trying to, you know, I was new to the city. I was new to, you know, working. So for me, it was it was just like oh. This is this is this is real life. Um, you know, growing up, like my as I mentioned, my entire family is in the shoe business. Everybody had the same job, the same role all their lives, um, and then kind of seeing like that there's so much insecurity. You just never know what could happen in your career. So that was just like, like I think I'm always a I'm a very loyal person, um, and just kind of seeing that. It's, it's business uh, at the end of the day. So that right. was an interesting lesson to, to learn in, in action. What do you make of that lesson now? Yeah, I mean, at the time, I guess I was seeing that some of my friends weren't necessarily getting the jobs that they wanted and they were going back to school. And now kind of seeing how the economy has impacted jobs and job security, you know, I, I definitely have a different perspective of it now, yeah. kind of having lived through, um, you know, different economic highs and lows and just, you know, having a different perspective of how I watch the news and how I just see what goes on in the world around me. Yep. 
is this idea of, of this mission of yours, is that getting solidified? Are you getting, um, are you at any point in this path sort of second guessing this approach? No, I think if anything, just solidified it even further that I am in the right place for me. Because when I worked in a hospital, it's very rewarding to work one-on-one with a patient and to work with them and on their individual goals and, you know, matching it to their individual lifestyle. That is very rewarding. But for me, what I started to realize as I entered the more corporate world um, was the impact that I could have on such a larger scale. A lot of my role, the work that I do is to empower and arm other health professionals with tools and resources um, so that they could share with their patients, clients, followers. Um, And so that's definitely a role that I enjoy because I'm able to take my own perspective and apply it to, you know, what the the health professional um, would most likely need and be interested in. And then I kind of see the impact that that has and the amplification of them sharing it. Um, So it's just reaching so many more people um, through my work. Yeah. And so this idea of reaching a lot of people through your work, uh, getting your work amplified, when did that idea come into your mind as being important? The first work trip that I took with, with Ketchum was to a conference in Vancouver. And it was about 40 dietitians who were spokespeople for the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. Um, At the time, they were called the American Dietetic Association. Um, So um, we, for our client, we had two researchers present the latest science on um, diet and inflammation. And just kind of seeing the, the kind of light bulbs go off in these dietitians' heads, and these are the main spokespeople of that would get tapped for their expertise yep. um, in nutrition. And so just to, to see that, oh, okay, now they are armed with this information. Now, you know, when they're asked in an interview about this topic, now they're well-versed to, to respond. So just kind of seeing that, and I mean, that, that sounds so, uh, yeah. it, it's so simple, but for me, that was like the first time where I like made that connection of the impact that my work was going to have. Yeah, and so that seeing that impact, that then sort of drives you further? Yeah, it, it really kind of helped to shape my understanding of what my role would be in this new environment. Because again, this was probably probably six weeks into my world at Ketchum when I was right. really learning what PR is. Because I came to Ketchum not knowing, you know, I, I and I guess looking back, like the whole industry was shifting. The week that I started at Ketchum was the week that the first tweet was sent. So, right. you know, you have like, you have Twitter, you have YouTube, you have Facebook, all of these social platforms are, are being introduced and it was, it was changing the way people were communicating. And for me, I was just trying to navigate this new environment um, and learning, you know, what, what PR is. Like the first week, I remember, I think my first assignment was um, to write slates for a B-roll. And I was like, okay, I can do it. Just tell me what a slate is and tell me what a B-roll is. Like right. I have no idea. I you know just the basics. So uh, just learning the nuts and bolts of, of what you know, this new industry is, you know, as I'm starting to, to put things into action, it was just kind of all coming together for me. Jamie, thinking back about your career to date and thinking back on your friends, family, and colleagues, is there a consistent thread and any advice or counsel they, they have sought from you? I think people always, especially younger 
dietitians who are interested in communications, they always want to know how to get started. Um, you know, because it's, it's, it is a catch-22. You need experience to get experience. Um, so, you know, the one thing that I always tell them is just to continue to, to talk to people and hear about what people are doing and, and, you know, start to get a sense of the 360 view of the, the industry and the ways that nutrition could be applied and the, the role for a dietitian in, in all of these different industries um, and really start to form your own personal community. Like for me, networking was, it wasn't, networking wasn't just about like finding, you know, the next job. It was always just about like forming my own community, my own professional community of people to, to tap into, to learn from. Yeah. Um, and so that's, and every job that I've done, it, it hasn't, it's never been posted. It was always through somebody making a recommendation and introducing me um, because of, of my work and, and my background. And, and even even coming to Ketchum, like, yes, I had certain background, but, like, I was kind of seen as, as trainable. Like, I knew enough to know what to ask, but I didn't necessarily know exactly what I would be doing. Um, yep. So... So yeah, just that, that forming your, your community and, and continuing to, to network is something that I always really recommend to people. And, you know, I also share that your first job is not going to be your career. And that's something that I think is people don't always realize that like, they're so concerned about that first that first job. Right. And, but, it, that, you know, it, it, it's not necessarily that necessarily won't be your career path. It might be just your first job that helps introduce you to a new set of skills or a new person or, you know, something that gets you to eventually where you're going to be. And is there any other threads that you, um, that you can think of that people have come up to you for? Even thinking back further, even before you became an RD? Usually people come to me because they know that I either know what they, the question that they have or that I know somebody who, or I could point them in the right direction. So... So as a resource. Mm-hmm, yeah. And that's like always how I position myself through every lens, whether it's to the media, you know, as a resource to my health professional peers, to my colleagues, to, yeah. you know, emerging professionals. Like I always like to be that resource because I feel like I have a lot to share with them, but also I just love to learn from other people. Like I mentioned that I usually do about a call a week with a student or somebody that reaches out. It's Yes, it's to give them advice, but I also just want to learn from them too, you know, especially like students have such an ear to the ground on everything. Um, I actually, a conversation I had the other day with a student, it ended up sparking an insight that I shared with a client and that might be the direction of a new program. So just, you know, I just, I get my inspiration and my new information from so many sources. And um, I think, you know, students and those that are kind of looking for career guidance are, are a huge source of that. This idea of being a central resource, is that something that, um, when did you realize that about yourself? Um, I guess I've never really articulated that, but I guess just throughout the course of yeah. our conversation, that that is t- usually um, the role that I like to play in, in all aspects. And one interesting fun fact is that I have this a crazy memory, and this is something that I'm known for, like my High school friends like will call me to ask a question like randomly about like stuff that happened like you know twenty twenty five years ago and like like it, I just like have this weird way to file things in my brain and sometimes it even I even scare myself um, so you know and, and so it, in, through that sense like, I'm able to like remember and connect 
you know, if somebody asks a question about something, I just kind of, you know, always have an answer or a person to connect them with. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I guess I am that resource, you know, through so many different lenses. Jamie, are there any career decisions looking back that today you would choose to undo or somehow redo? I'm hesitant to say no, but I mean, I, I think I'm pretty happy with the way that my career has progressed so far. You know, I, there's decisions that even if I didn't make them initially, I kind of course corrected to get me to where I am now. And that's something else that I always share with, with students and others that ask about career advice is that, you know, it, you, 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 yes, you want to kind of see that path for you and it's, it's, it's scary to not know, but if you're passionate about what you want to be doing, you'll get there eventually. You know, yeah. it might not be that straight line. Um, there'll definitely be, you know, curves along the way. Um, but by, you know, by setting that, that intention and, you know, learning about what it is that you want to be doing. And I mean, some people even reach out about wanting to be in nutrition communications, but they don't necessarily even know what that means. <laughs> so yeah. that's kind of the first step. And like throughout my conversations, I'm, I, I could kind of pick up on how savvy somebody is and really understanding what it is that they're, they're asking about and, and, you know, understanding what it is that they're, they're talking about wanting to do. <laughs> so you're in a shoe family. What, what would you say was the bridge that got you to this world? What is it in you? Was there was there a core spark? Was there something that one day you're like, I need to be doing this? I think for me, I knew that I didn't want to go into shoes. I didn't want yeah. to be in the business. I think I knew I wanted to be an expert in a field that I was passionate about, that I could kind of make my name in. I think, you know, my family is, there's members of my family that are very successful in, in the shoe business and they kind of, kind of made their name in their own right. But um, for me, it kind of inspired me to kind of go the opposite way and find something else that I was also passionate about. Because I think, yes, you know, there's passion in shoes, but I think it, it was more that it was familiar being a family business yeah. um, that for me, I wanted to find something that I personally was was passionate about and that led me to change your For those of us that don't know um, and haven't grown up in a family business, what is that like? Oh boy, there's just <laughs> no separation sometimes between family and business. Um, so this was this was my dad's side of the family. So my grandparents had a shoe store. My dad got into the business. My aunt met her husband at a shoe show. So his family was in the business. My dad and his brother ended up having a store together. Um, my so on my dad's side, like the, my aunt who married the guy in the shoe business, they have four boys, and three of them are in the shoe business. Wow! Um, so yeah, and like my grandfather closed the the store probably three years ago after my grandmother passed away. So, but he was climbing ladders up until he he was like. Eighty-five. Um, so, so yeah. Um, so it's all encompassing. It's it's all encompassing. Yeah. Um, you know, family dinners, holidays, vacations. Um, it was always kind of geared around the, the shoe calendar. So yeah. you know, the busy times. You know, during like back to school, like that was you know there could be no family events during that time because because of, of the business. So so yeah. Are there others like you who opted out of that? 
Yeah, there's a few other cousins who um, did not go that route. My brother, um, he, my brother definitely kind of took more from the experience than I did. Like he had helped out throughout his high school years at, at one of the shoe stores and he became a, just a really good salesperson and understanding people. Like he, he's now in real estate in Boston. Um, and so there's definitely a lot of skills that, that he pulled from from growing up in the, the shoe business and working in the, the shoe stores. Um, but for me, like my mom jokes that like I was allergic to the shoe business. Uh, <laughs> you know, even the times that I did go into to help um, you know, I would, you know, like as a teenager or teenage angst, I would like sit there with like my arms crossed, like that I, I don't want to be here. Um, so, so, you know, it's just, you know, keeping me from hanging out with my friends. Any recollection when your arms are crossed, any recollection, what, you know, sort of what, what's the dominant thought you're having at those times? Like, oh, mom, why do I have to be here? Like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> but, you know, looking back, it was also time to, to spend with my mom, my dad, and you know, it wasn't like the ideal time, but it kind of got gave me a perspective of you know their work ethic um, and what it takes to run a business. Like you know, that's that's also probably something else that stuck with me is the fact that I like having a full time job. Like I don't think I don't think I have the stomach to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to take risks with with business, so um, that that's probably also something that really. And can I ask when you when you say that what um, what what impression did those risks leave on you? I mean, just going back to the discussion before about the ebbs and flows of the economy, and and yes, I mean, I witnessed people getting laid off one after the other in my first real job, but also having been in a family business where yes, the economy also um, impacts that. I mean, my my mom would always say that she was the first person that would really see the impact of the economy when the grandparents would be bringing the kids in to buy the shoes instead of the parents. So that was always really interesting. Like she always kind of felt like she kind of had that, that first, that first view of, of how things were right. um, and beyond like what, you know, what you saw on the news. But so that was always interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So Jamie, last question here, knowing what you know today, how would you advise your younger self? I think, just knowing that, yes, there's going to be uncertainty, but as long as you continue to build your, your network and kind of really fine-tune what it is that you want to be doing and where you want to go, um, that everything, the path, even though it's going to have those curves, like you'll, you'll, you'll stick on your path and you'll get to where you want to be. Jamie Schwartz-Cohen, thank you very much. Love this conversation. Really eye-opening. Thanks, sir. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Our Authentic Careers with me, your host, Gert Sabar. If you like what you just heard, I hope you'll let your family, friends, and colleagues know all about this little podcast. And since it's early days here at the OAC, your rating and especially your review of the show on iTunes would also be hugely helpful and very much appreciated. If you think you or someone you know would be a great guest, please, 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 please don't hesitate to reach out at ourauthenticcareers.com.